Hello and welcome to Barn Burner Fired Up. We have a special WNBA Finals recap episode of Fade Away coming to you tonight. My name is Erica Ayala, brand new Barn Burner here along with Jasmine Baker. And yes, we are going to talk to you about the 2018 WNBA Finals. Jasmine, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm in Texas, so it's a little hot, but other than that, I'm doing great. It's a little muggy here in New York, but that's all right. I mean, this is bittersweet, Jasmine. It's bittersweet. On the one hand, we've had arguably the best WNBA season to to date. Uh, But now that the finals are over, congratulations to the Seattle Storm. That means we got to wait until, you know, until next April, May, to get started up with the WNBA again. How are you feeling about all of that? I am I'm so excited given that, like you said, it was the most I think it's the most pivotal season that the league has ever seen mm-hmm. too, outside of the first one because it's it's on a completely different level now than when it initially started. I feel like we're in WNBA two point Thanks in part a lot with technology. We're at a different point now in, in the post progress of the league. And of course with next season with all the talent coming back, uh and with all of the oh, of course it's gonna be in Vegas, the all star game is gonna be in Vegas next next season. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of excitement, a lot of hype going into next season for sure. That's right. But before we get there, we have to recap these finals. So, all right, Jasmine, let's set the scene for everybody. It was the number one seed, Seattle Storm, Washington Mystics looking to hold their own. It was a five-game series, but we didn't need five games. The Seattle Storm, they go from worst to first, well, I guess bottom eight. They they were eighth seed to, to first. Because, uh, you know, the top eight teams make the WNBA playoffs. They sweep the Washington Mystics. Now, was this what you expected coming into this series, Seattle and Washington? Is that what you had? Tell the truth. Tell the truth about your bracket now. Oh, man, look. This was nowhere near what anybody expected, except for probably Washington. <laughs> That, like, especially after the, the I mean, except for Seattle, I think that uh, everybody, there was a lot of hype going in to the series given to Washington um, uh, series when they played Atlanta. It was just kind of like, it was a letdown, I'll be here honest with you. It was a bit of a letdown to be swept like that. I think most of us were expecting game five. And, um, you know, when Seattle, the way Seattle and Phoenix battled it out, it was a great semifinal. And then for it to come down to this, it was very disappointing. So, yeah, I had Seattle winning it all after the All-Star break. I basically had Seattle winning it all. Uh, but I did not see this coming. That's right. And just to recap for all of our listeners, the semifinals, this is the, now in the semifinals, you reach uh, the five-game series. Uh, everything else before that, the first two rounds of the WNBA playoffs, of course, are one and done. So you had the Phoenix Mercury coming out from the, the that uh, double-round single elimination game. Diana Taurasi doing Diana Taurasi things. They go on to face Seattle in the first semifinal. That goes five games. Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, old teammates, best of friends, broken noses, 
you know, daggers from the three-point arc. It was exciting. On the other side of the bracket, you have the Atlantic Dream. My goodness, talk about another team making their way from the depths of the 2017 standings to second place overall in the WNBA. Nikki Collins, first-time head coach. She comes over, of course, from the Connecticut Sun. She was an assistant under head coach Kurt Miller, excuse me, comes over and does amazing things. Angel McCautry is back after taking the 2017 season off. But wait, we don't have her in the playoffs. She goes down with an injury, just recently had surgery. Atlanta gets Washington, trying to make it to their first ever WNBA Finals. That goes five games. But then when it was all said and done and the title's on the line, like you said, Jazz, we, we get three games. And really the only one that was close was game two. Yeah, that was I think what was more the most disappointing part of all of that is that you know especially with the momentum they had going into the series, it was just kind of like what is going on? And I think it kind of gave us false hope. The game two gave us false hope. They were like, oh, okay, okay, they're going to be fine next game. They're playing at home. They'll be fine. No, that there are two storms that hit Virginia yesterday. And unfortunately, I, I, mean, I am really hoping that this second storm does not hurt too many people. But man, yeah, like I, I was very disappointed with, and like I said, I think it came down to a lot of different factors. And I, I will definitely let you talk more about the factors that played a part in that. All right. See, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Seattle storm hit the Northeast. And unfortunately, Hurricane Florence looking like he's trying to come through. Of course, we want to make sure that all of our our uh, listeners and family, friends stay safe out there. But let's just go through this again. Uh, that yeah. game two that we talked about, that was a 75-73 win for the Seattle Storm out at, um, you know, Key Arena, their home court. But before that, game one, we saw an 89 76 whomping of the Washington Mystics, and then just yesterday, to clinch it all, the Seattle Storm beat the Washington Mystics 98-82. to Now, they got within six, eight points, I think, deep into the third, head into that fourth quarter, but it really was. It was just, we mentioned Sue Bird, but let's talk about the MVP. MVP twice over. Now, that's Brianna Stewart. Yes, man. Brianna Stewart, she came out swinging 30, she ended up having 30 points, eight rebounds, and she did the MVP of the season, of the, of the series. She ended up doing what she was, like, we knew she was going to do. Um, that's, I think it's a testament to being a Connecticut product. I think it's a, a testament to her mentality. You know, she came out saying that, you know, she she wanted to do the one title, and, you know, she, this, she's only in her second season. That's the crazy part. She's only in her second season, so um, I'm excited to see what's going to, like, what's Brianna Stewart, Brianna Stewart's going to do next, because uh, she's continuously broke, uh, she's continuously broken records, and uh, she's the fastest WNBA player to reach a thousand points and 500 rebounds in her career. So I'm excited to she's see. She's killing it. Next. She's crushing yeah, it. Yeah, man. Now she. She's already, though, this is her third season, though, because it was uh, Alicia Clark was rookie of the year last year, and then was it 
Or maybe, are you right? Was it Stewie in 2016? Am I getting it wrong? So we had, who was Rookie of the Year this year? Asia Wilson this year. Uh, Alicia Gray. Why did I say Clark? See, I'm getting my, my facts wrong. That's why you got to help me out. Girl. And then it was Rihanna. So who was the rookie before that? Uh, was it Jewel? We're going to get that squared. But anyway, the point being that, as you said, when Brianna Stewart makes up her mind to do something, she's going to do it. Well, let's just recap. You said she's a Connecticut product. No, she is not from the state of Connecticut. She is from the great state of New York. Thank you very much. But she <laughs> is from the University of Connecticut. Husky blue, baby. And when I tell you, she came into UConn, she was like, um, I'm about to win all these awards. Won four straight national titles. Four straight. Four straight. Like, swept it. Freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, outstanding player of the year, four times over, never been done, Stewie. She came into this season saying, listen, I'm not going to lose no more. She wasn't, she wasn't having it. She was like, I am ready for this Seattle team to win. And I feel like you want to talk about greatest storylines? That's probably one of the greatest storylines. When Brianna Stewart came into the league talking about she was ready to win, I think people thought that was aspirational. They didn't know that Stewie was not – it wasn't aspirational. She was writing it into the stone, okay? She was writing herself into WNBA history, and that's exactly what she did. And guess what? She done swept it all again, came in – Rookie of the Year, number one draft pick. Then in 2018, she gets her first title, MVP of the finals, MVP of the league, baby. That's what Brianna Stewart does. But it wasn't just Seattle. There were a lot of great storylines, including one coming out of Dallas. Now tell us about Liz Cambage. I know that's your girl. That is definitely my girl. Shout out to Liz Cambage. I have the biggest smile on my face right now. She is my favorite player in the WNBA. What she represents uh, for all the women in the WNBA, what she represents for Australian women, um, is really awesome. I love the fact that she's so open and so honest, and she's been talking about women's rights as far as uh, athletes go and better pay, better conditions. Um, and all the while holding it down right here in the Big D, helping uh, Dallas get to the playoffs, basically, because there's absolutely, and I will continuously say this, there was absolutely no way we would have gotten as far as we did, even though we did about as well as we did last season, this season, I will say we wouldn't have been able to hang with these teams this season if it was not for those campaigns because the league, quite frankly, is not what it used to be. And you need to have a Liz Cambage type, an Asia Wilson type, a Candace Parker type. You need these type of players now to be able to hang in this league. So um, I think she's an amazing job coming in and really dominating, quite frankly, the league. And it was so interesting to talk with her because she always felt like, at the end of the day, as for, no matter how dominant she was that particular game, she was still like, I'm just glad I got the win. And at the end of the season, I was on the ring with my finger. All right? And she got a wonder from a man. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, I love the fact that she's so um, humble about the wins, but um, we don't know she's coming back. That's the biggest, probably one of the biggest question marks. I'm telling you. Yep. She's away from home. She, you know, WNBA players make more money overseas. 
And, but, you know, that was another big storyline in 2018, wasn't it? Whether it was Liz Cambage, whether it was Asia Wilson, who I mentioned earlier, played for the Las Vegas Aces, and we know the Aces had travel issues where they ended up opting not to play the Washington Mystics because they were delayed for 25 hours um, trying to make it to the East Coast, ended up having to take a forfeit and miss the playoffs by one game, by one game, and it was a bloodbath. I know you were there, sis. You were there for that bloodbath between the Las Vegas Aces and the Dallas Wings as they fight for that eighth and final spot. That was a huge storyline, but also in that storyline is just the WNBA and the the – WNBA Players Association, they have until the next month, Halloween to be exact, if memory serves correct, to opt out of the current collective bargaining agreement. And if you ask the players, that's exactly what they're going to do, to discuss travel, to discuss wages, to discuss revenue share, all of these things. Some of these things they're not necessarily asking for equitable percentages and amounts, or excuse me, they're not asking for equitable amounts to their NBA counterparts, but they're asking for equitable percentages. They're asking that they have a CBA that has a clause that says if they are traveling through multiple time zones, they do not have to play on the same day that they are traveling through multiple time zones. These are things that NBA players already have. That was a big storyline. And I have to come, I have to bring it back to New York. Two big storylines. I'll start with the one that's a little funky, and that's that the New York Liberty inaugural team in the WNBA play in the world's greatest arena until this season. They were moved to what the Westchester County Center, averaging almost 10,000 fans per game, the New York Liberty was, in Madison Square Garden, was relegated to an arena that seats approximately 3,000. 3,000. That is because owner, right, owner Jim Dolan, also owner of the Rangers and the Knickerbockers, is looking to sell the Liberty. And uh, the sale did not go through prior to, but he booted them out of Madison Square Garden. That was foul. That was foul. But the bright spot in New York, Hall of Famer, Katie Smith. She goes into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. She goes into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. I spoke on on that on this show about that before. And she's a first-time head coach. Season didn't go the way she would have liked, I'm sure, but it's good to see women and former players at that getting a chance at a head coaching role. So, again, bittersweet there. But, again, there's always another season, or so we always hope the good Lord willing, and in my case, the East River don't rise. But we're going to now, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. I'm going to ask you, of the of the eight teams that we saw in the playoffs this year, who do you think has the best chance to come back, and who do you think might slip, slide, and fall out of the top eight? Who do I think has a I'm going to go with Briefly. Let me let me run through just just so for the folks that don't know again the okay. Seattle Storm number one team and they are the champions congratulations to the Seattle Storm sitting in that number two was the Atlanta Dream Washington Mystics number three you know they could it only took three games to get them out of the final I mean I know Washington fans ain't gonna like that but I said it yeah I said it anyway Washington Mystics at number three Connecticut Sun at number four Phoenix Mercury number five Los Angeles Sparks 
come in at the number six seed, and right behind them, the Minnesota Lynx. Those are the two teams we saw in back-to-back finals duking it out, and they are the six. They are the six and seven seed. That is just nobody expected that coming into 2018. And then we talked about the Dallas Lynx sliding just ahead of the Las Vegas Aces. So that's your top eight. So again, the question is, who's going to stay in that top eight? Who might slip, slide, and fall right out? I'm going to go with, let me just quickly say this, though. Based on who has the top pick, Vegas has the top lottery pick next mm. season. Okay. And That's they will right. have the top, they will have the top pick for the third straight season. Based That's on the correct. way that, right. Based on the way that they played, I anticipate that they will easily be in the, in the, in the uh, top eight next season. And I, I think, they're going to be the most exciting team to watch um, next season. Um, I think that, however, I think it's going to come down to, with everyone healthy, I think it's going to come down to Washington Washington and uh, Atlanta in the finals next season. Um, mm. I, I, something tells me I, I haven't been wrong yet, so we'll go with that. Uh, however, I see the I- link falling out. Say that again. I said, however, I see the league falling out of the top eight. Because, I mean, mind you, they were sitting. I was going to ask you, yeah, somebody got to fall out. Yeah, it's not going to be my wings. My wings got to stay in there. And then I think I think the wings <laughs> would fall out if Liz does not come back. But, hey, you know, Lord willing. Right. I, was about to, I was about to grill you for that, you know, home team bias. But I think you might be right. Without Liz Cambage, yeah. it makes it a lot easier for me to flip the wings out of the top eight. With Cambage, I think they do have a chance. I agree with you, though. Las Vegas, man, I'm telling you, if they had that one game that they didn't forfeit, and even if they had the additional three weeks that we usually get in the WNBA season, okay, yeah. somebody. Um, if they had, if this season wasn't shortened because of the FIBA World Cup coming up in, in Spain at the end of this month, I really do think that the Las Vegas Aces probably would have gave your wings and run for their money, I'm just saying. Um, but I agree with you. I think the Minnesota Lynx, as of right now, nothing changes. They're probably the team that slips out. Lindsey Whalen, my goodness. You want to have GOAT conversations? Is there any one player, perhaps other than Sue Bird, Diana Sarasi, you've got to think that Lindsey Whalen is right up there as far as a player that essentially is their franchise in the WNBA. Right. Lindsay Whalen's synonymous with Minnesota basketball, but she's not going far. She is now the head coach of the Minnesota University of Minnesota women's basketball team. So if Minnesota gets to keep their golden gopher, she just will not be playing in a Lynx uniform any longer. But there's a lot of uncertainty there. Danielle Robinson went down with an injury, but even before then, don't think they got what they needed as far as or what they probably expected um, as far as her having to play that point guard role with Lindsay Whalen with limited minutes this season. Tanisha Wright, former New York Liberty player, played you know in, in a lot of other teams, but I don't think she was really ready to to put up the minutes that she was um, you know really expected to with Minnesota. Um, I think you're right. The Sparks though have to figure some things out as well. Um, but right now, I'm saying that in the hot seat is definitely the Minnesota Lynx. I'm eager to see what the Connecticut Sun 
do in the off season. I think they're right there. They haven't won a single elimination game, but it's back-to-back 20-plus game wins, back-to-back number four seed getting that by. But they they need a veteran. They need someone with ice in their veins. They need a go-to player to get it done. They had Phoenix on the ropes. And I'm telling you, in three minutes and a wink, it was done. It was a 10-minute, it was a 10-minute, a 10-point swing, and Phoenix just annihilated. It felt like they steamrolled them, but it was a close game. So I want to see what the Connecticut Sun is going to do. All right, Jasmine, we're going to wrap up this show. we got to get out of here. We're new, you know. we gotta, we got to earn our keep before we keep rambling. Um, yeah. Closing thoughts on the WNBA, and then let the folks know where they can find you on social media. The closing thoughts simply, if you're not watching the WNBA, you need to get your life together. I, 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 don't, don't. See any other, <laughs> I don't see any other reason why you're not watching the best basketball on television. Hands down. Um, I'm so excited for next season. I'm so excited for the future of women's basketball. Not just women's professional basketball, but all summer I've been seeing uh, young women who look like they're at least six to dunking in middle school, high school, uh, it's ridiculous. The, the women's basketball has elevated, the game has changed, and I'm excited to see what's next for us. Um, I'm excited to go on this road for uh, w, um, NCAA uh, this upcoming this part, this couple of months. So I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm excited. All right, and where can the folks find you on the social media? Yes, ma'am. The folks can find me at We Got Game 2 on all social media. And that's the numeral 2. Correct. Thank you, Erica. All right. Yeah, I got you, sis. Got you. All right. My (laughs) final thoughts. I agree with basically everything Jasmine said. I will add, though, that women's basketball don't stop, okay? Like you said, we've got the NCAA, we have some WNBA legends, Tina Thompson, first-time head coach, University of Virginia. Mentioned Lindsey Whalen, first-time head coach, University of Minnesota. She's going back home, folks. She ain't never left. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned we have the FIBA World Cup. And then the EuroLeague. You've got the, the league in Russia, in Australia, in France, all of this talent playing. And then before you know it, it'll be draft day. So lots coming. I can be found at E Lindsay zero eight E L I N D S A Y zero eight on Twitter. For Jasmine Baker, I am Erica Ayala. You are listening to Barnburner Fired Up, and this is a special edition WNBA edition of Fade Away. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>